This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 254. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I'm one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, widespread outbreaks of illnesses resulting from contaminated produce have been in the news quite a bit recently. And in this episode of our podcast, we're going to present some facts about foodborne illness, including how it happens and how you can lower your risk of getting sick. And some folks get really, literally deathly sick. Right. So we definitely think this will be a good topic. But before we get into that, we have a new rating. Yay! So uh, this uh, rating is from Beck M one two three four. The title of the review is called uh, "Inclusive and Entertaining." So Beck says, "As a longtime flexitarian, I appreciate that these ladies understand that everyone is on their own journey. The info given is inclusive, even to those of us who choose to eat meat on occasion. The show is produced well, and they're both pleasant to listen to." Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you so much for going out to iTunes and leaving us a rating. Every new rating helps to bump us up a little bit more in the search engine of iTunes. So we greatly appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to go out and do that. Yay. And before we get into our main episode, we do want to call attention to the sponsors of this episode who are the Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the folks of the Golden Apple Roundtable? Those are the folks that support us on Patreon.com. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get monetary support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that it does cost money to produce a podcast, a podcast. I mean, you can try to host things on your own website, but you'll probably only get to about 10 episodes before your site starts crashing. And maybe you even get banned (laughs) from from your network for doing that because uh, you have to have a media hosting to to be able to do that. And we've been doing this for five years every week. I'm very happy to say that. And we got through a bumpy couple of few weeks with your uh, chronic cough. I'm finally starting to, to, to feel more normal and human again. So any monetary support we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the podcast and keeping it going free to our listeners on a weekly basis. If you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis, please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen. There you will find a video of Larissa and me. And we'll say hi. Hi. And in that video, you're going to discuss. We, it, well, you're not going to discuss it. We're going to <laughs> discuss. Gonna listen to us discuss. <laughs> uh, the mission of Vegetarian Zen. And on the right-hand side of the page, you're going to see various support levels. Anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month uh, are available. And with each level, there come, well, at, after a certain level, I think it's after the $3 level, you start to get into the Vegetarian Zen swag area where you might receive, or you will receive, a, a new car, car. Oh, no. <laughs> a car Sorry, magnet, a t-shirt, a recyclable bag, depends on what level, but uh, those are all included after a certain monetary level of support. Right. So we greatly appreciate these folks. Again, they help keep the lights on here. So thank you for supporting this episode. We also have another sponsor. Oh, you know what? Before I move on to that, mm-hmm. we do have a new member of the Golden Apple Roundtable. That, that's where we need the uh, trumpets blaring. Right. Okay. <laughs> <And> Drum roll. <laughs> that new member is Aaron. 
And she is at the Carrot Crusader level, which is at our $1 entry level. So thank you so much, Erin. Thank you, Erin. For supporting us. And you will see your name on the our website, uh, the Golden Apple Roundtable uh, page. Cool. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis or you're just unable to, we completely get it. But uh, we do have a also a button on our website at vegetarianzen.com that says buy us a juice where you can provide a one-time monetary contribution to, su- to help support the show. Okay, and yet one other way you can help to support us is to head out to our eBay store. Larissa and I opened an eBay store a few months ago after I was let go of my 20-year corporate job and we were looking for different ways to bring in some income. Uh, and, uh, so if you head out to stores.ebay.com forward slash old San Antonio trading post. Yes. There you will find our store and we have a wide variety of vintage items. That's what we really enjoy selling. We go to a lot of, of estate sales. San Antonio is one of the biggest cities in the United States. So we have a really good selection of, of, uh, estate sales to go to every weekend And uh, on our store, we like to sell books, vinyl, clothing, bags, kitchen, kitchen items. And I'm talking like vintage Mm -hmm. kitchen items, Uh, toys, games, housewares, brands include Pyrex, Indiana Glass, Disney, Parker Brothers, and more. And we also love to take requests. So if you ever have anything that you're looking for that maybe you grew up with an old game, an old doll. We actually sold a couple of dolls this past week mm-hmm. uh, that you're looking for. Let us know and we will jot those down. And we do like to to, to look for certain items on our treasure hunts. It's, yeah, it's it makes a, it makes it a game. Yeah. Okay, so we're ready to get into the main topic? Yes, let's do it. I have a dog on my lap. Let's do it and get it done. <laughs> um, okay, so this, when it, this is a topic that... This is this happens sometimes that it started out as kind of one thing and kind of morphed into something else. Uh, we had a kind of a comment, I guess, on the peas and, in the peas and carrots what up? group on Facebook last week, I guess, uh, just kind of wondering aloud about how uh, produce gets contaminated because you know lately here uh, in the U.S. at least. We've had a lot of uh, recalls on produce items. The most recent one is lettuce, romaine lettuce. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, they've recalled at this point all romaine lettuce that was uh, grown in Arizona or a certain region in the Southwest. And because it was contaminated with E. coli. And so I believe, now somebody will correct me, I'm sure if I'm wrong, but I think it was Ron Hoggard in the Peas and Carrots who just kind of wondered aloud about that in a, a, a post about how produce gets contaminated. And so I thought, well, that's a good podcast topic. So I started researching that and I thought, as I was researching, I was like, well, you know, I could we could just talk about this, but it's kind of a narrow, narrow focus, or we can talk about foodborne illness in general, yeah. which kind of, uh, to me, made more sense. So Yeah, and the other thing about vegetables is you hear a lot about cross-contamination with things like yes. meat and dairy, but it is. You're absolutely right. It is a bit of a mystery when it comes to plant foods. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's some things that you might think of, but... Still, I mean, especially to this degree, right? How does that right, happen? Right. Yeah. So I thought that we could talk about uh, foodborne illness and uh, contamination kind of on a, a more global scale. And by global, I mean, you know, incorporating all types of foods and, and not just 
one or the other. Uh, so, you know, some of the biggest plant culprits responsible for the spread of foodborne illness uh, include leafy greens. And that, of course, you know, talks to speaks to the lettuce that we're having an issue with right now. And then in the past, you know, I remember multiple instances of spinach being recalled, uh, particularly bagged. Bagged produce is even more, (laughs) you know what I'm trying to say, susceptible. I'll let you slide because you have a 45 pound dog on your chest. Compressing my my lungs and, um, but uh, bagged uh, greens are even more susceptible than just, uh, whole heads open, you know, um, to contamination simply because the juices from the cut leaves add with the moisture in the, the bag that's sealed and can increase the spread of uh, particularly salmonella, sal- sal- salmon- <laughs> salmonella, <laughs> that one. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, that's, a, that's always been an issue with leafy greens. Um, melons are another one. Yeah, and this is interesting because primarily because of the wrinkly rind, bacteria can get caught in that. And so when you cut the the fruit or uh, now this is particularly with cantaloupe, right? With, with cantaloupe, but, but we've talked about this also with mm-hmm. other with other fruit. For example, avocado. When we were talking about avocado recently, I don't remember what we were in what context we were talking about it, but I do recall saying. I never wash avocado. Mm-hmm. I never really think to wash any any of the fruit with the that you uh, just eat with the inside, just, right? Like mm-hmm. like melon. I would not have necessarily done that. But so a lot of people say, "Oh, well, I don't eat the rind. I don't mm-hmm. need to necessarily wash it." But when you cut it, even if you wash the knife or whatever, you're potentially contaminating the the inside now, right? right? Yeah, because if the if there's bacteria. Uh, in on the rind or in those little uh, nooks and crannies, I guess, then when you cut that, yeah, you can carry that down into the, the flesh. And to add to that, the sugars within the fruit will are, are food for these little hungry bacteria. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, yum, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and then they, they're <laughs> fruitful and multiply. Yep. <laughs> uh, not to be punny about it. Ha, 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 All right. Then another one is uh, sprouts. And that's another one that for a long time, we couldn't get uh, mung bean sprouts. That's right. They were permanently, right. uh, well, permanently for uh, temporarily. Permanently punished. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, from our grocery stores here, we couldn't get mung bean sprouts because of the um, the problem with food uh uh, poisoning, contamination. And now we can. Now I, I see them. The The thing about sprouts is that they're, they're grown in a warm and humid environment to begin with. So that increases the chance for, for growing bacteria. But then on top of that, they're eaten raw. So there's no opportunity to cook them, to heat mm-hmm. them up, to kill that bacteria. Uh, now, I think the, one of the reasons that we're actually seeing bean sprouts in the stores again regularly is because the FDA is working to make sprouts safer to consume. So they're doing a couple things, identifying producers that are the biggest uh, contamination culprits, and then uh, second, implementing practices that will help keep contaminated sprouts from being sold to the public. All right. So how do vegetables and fruits get contaminated? Well, several ways. So first, vegetables may become contaminated if they're grown in areas where either the soil 
or the water used for irrigation contains harm, harmful bacteria. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's how I would think initially of 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 that. What's wrong? Is Ruthie snoring? No, she's sleeping <laughs> on my shoulder. Uh, all right. So the next, the next. I don't know how you breathe way. with her on you. She's oh, just yeah. All I see is your head sticking out. From you, should, you should grab your phone and take a picture. <laughs> I will. I um, will. All right. So the next. Uh, the next way that vegetables and fruits can become contaminated is uh, due to improper handling during harvesting or the storage process for these foods. So uh, if someone is contaminated, if, if someone is sick and they're handling the harvesting or, or storing of these uh, foods, they can become contaminated. Uh, also, foods can come in contact with bacteria that's present on surfaces or uh, come in contact with other contaminated food. So either in restaurants or in home kitchens or even in like grocery stores. Dirty cutting boards, uh, knives that are used. Dirty this, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not washing hands. Yes. Uh, the ni- knives that are used for meat and mm-hmm. then... For vegetables, right? Without washing, that's right? Or, right. So that's that's big. And then, uh, yeah, the biggest one though is one that you mentioned. It's preparing raw food or raw vegetables with unwashed hands. Gross. It's just so gross. It really is. <laughs> All right. So, which pathogens are the most common culprits? First, we have bacteria, and there are many more than the ones that we'll mention, but these are the ones that you're going to hear about the most. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first one is of uh, E. coli. That's probably the one you hear about. Probably, I would say the most. Uh, it's now. It's the E stands for Escherichia. Ish, it's E. It's it's E. coli. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to try. <laughs> So E. coli, the thing about E. coli, it's interesting, is it lives in the intestinal tracts of humans and animals, and most strains are harmless. So it's there. We all have E. coli, you know, in our bodies. So four strains of E. coli cause foodborne illness. Three of these cause generally milder symptoms. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, um, the milder gastrointestinal uh, upset, the, that type of food poison that, that you think... The fourth one, which is called uh, enterohemorrhagic E. coli. That just sounds evil. It does, right? <laughs> it sounds like it hurts. So that, that causes the most serious illness uh, of the E. coli That's the one you hear strains. about a lot in the news? Yeah. When you, when you hear about serious E. coli um, illnesses, that's the one that, that's the culprit there. So what this one does is it produces a toxin that can cause bloody diarrhea, blood clotting problems, kidney failure, and even death. You don't want that. No, you don't. And then, of course, you know, with any of these normal, uh, I say normal, uh, health, otherwise healthy adults are usually equipped uh, to kind of fight these and, and get through them. Where we see more problems with people dying or becoming really, 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 really sick is uh, children, uh, infants, the elderly, and adults who have who are, you know, like immunocompromised. Yeah, you know, not to get into too many gross details, but I've only had serious food poisoning one time. This was, was coming back. It was from, bad. It was, but it was really bad. I probably should have gone to the hospital. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it. I 
I could only imagine if a child had mm-hmm. eaten what I ate that made me sick for, mm-hmm. I think it put me out of the week, uh, out of work for a week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, according to the FDA, the pathogenic E. coli strains uh, often come from the feces of cows, sheep, and goats. So you can imagine that uh, contamination can occur often from E. coli in growing environments when manure is being used. Right. Right. When we talked recently about the chicken the um arsenic when we mm-hmm. talked about the arsenic and rice and, and rice yeah. and how how that gets contaminated mm-hmm. again through feces right exactly and then uh, so some of the produce that are commonly implicated in e coli outbreaks are uh, spinach tomatoes sprouts cantaloupe and lettuce all right so let's talk about salmonella all right. Or as you said, salmonella. Salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's two species of salmonella that cause different types of illnesses. The first species cause, causes gastrointestinal illness. Uh, this species can contaminate many types of foods besides produce. So we're talking about meat, eggs, and raw tree, nuts, spices. That right. Kind of thing. And a lot of times, you know, when, when you think of sal- salmonella, you think of like eggs, right? Mm, I don't a think lot of nuts. Times, yeah. No, I don't think nuts or spices, but uh, you think eggs or mayonnaise, which has eggs in it, um, when it's not properly refrigerated, can develop that. Then the second type is typhoidal, again, like the hemorrhoidal whatever right it sounds (laughs) Sounds just awful uh and it's more serious it involves high fever left 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 we're a pair lethargy lethargy uh lethargy 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 Uh, body aches headache rash and it can be fatal if it's not treated as you can probably imagine by all of those by all of those things that's that was a big that was a lot of symptoms there of what i had when i had uh the food poisoning that I got. Right, right. So for for the uh, the second type of illness, the typhoidal uh, illness from salmonella, it's usually when crops are contaminated through irrigation with sewage contaminated water. Oh, that's great. That's lovely. Wah. Remember, I had 105 temperature. I know. I should have known. I know. Under, she under was really room. sick. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then also people can become sick through drinking sewage contaminated water. And Ugh. again, so you can imagine that in that instance, it's probably... You're, you're probably going to see that more in developing or underdeveloped countries where, you know, the, the um, infrastructure and sewage treatment, all that is not completely developed or is not, you know, up to par. But that's not to say that it can't happen here. Oh, absolutely. And then reptiles. I didn't know this before mm-hmm. we put this together, this outline together, mm-hmm. but reptiles can also carry salmonella. And people who own, so people who own turtles, lizards, snakes, anything like that, they can also infect themselves or others if they don't wash, properly wash their hands. Mm-hmm. Right. After they're handling their, their pets. Right. Uh, now, salmonella is hardy. It's hard to wash off food, even with soapy water. So the best ways to prevent illness from salmonella is uh, through thoroughly cooking uh, foods that are, you know, uh, at risk, washing your hands. And I mean, that's kind of like a recurring theme for this episode, right? Wash your hands, uh, keeping raw and cooked foods separate, and also keeping foods at the correct temperature. So refrigerated at or below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Okay, next is Listeria. I think this was, I wanted to say this was the one that was associated with the latest outbreak of the romaine lettuce thing. Was it? I thought it was Listeria. I thought it was Listeria. Maybe it was Listeria instead. Uh, Either way, it's nasty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The infection rates are small, but Listeria is one of the leading causes of death from foodborne illnesses. A milder form of the illness typically causes things like nausea, vomiting, aches, fever, and sometimes diarrhea. That that whole fun right. slew of so what you th- what you think of when you say I have food poisoning, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, severe, more deadly though from listeria, the, the symptoms that is can is from the bacteria actually entering into the blood steam, stream and hitting the nervous system. And that can cause meningitis and other neurological disorders. Eesh. That's not good. No. So foods involved uh, with listeria contamination include raw or un- underpasteurized milk, uh, smoked fish and other seafood, meats, including deli meat, cheeses, especially soft cheeses, and even more so with cheeses that are made from uh, raw milk or underpasteurized milk, and then uh, raw vegetables. Listeria also tolerates, it's hardy, just like uh, salmonella, so it, it tolerates salty and cold environments. So just refrigerating or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or freezing even. It might not be enough, yeah. right? Right. So to minimize your risk of listeria um, poisoning from, or illness from listeria, don't drink raw milk or eat cheeses and other foods made with raw milk. Uh, cook food according to instructions. Wash fruits and vegetables well. Keep raw food separate from other foods, from dinnerware, counters. Wash anything, especially your hands, that come in contact with raw foods. All right, so the next bacteria is Shigella. Uh, Shigella, Shigella, no, Shigella. <laughs> it's, uh, this is a bacteria that causes a form of dysentery, which, of course, is gl- gross, watery, diarrhea, yeah. and, you know, uh, cramping and all kinds of symptoms like that. So... Shigella is able to survive and in some cases grow in foods with low pH, such as uh, certain fruits and vegetables. Uh, Cases of poisoning can be mild to severe depending on how much you've ingested. And in healthy people, it's usually limited to kind of like the diarrhea type symptoms. It's most commonly passed along to foods by an infected food handler with poor personal hygiene. So, Wash your hands. <laughs> uh, food can also be contaminated if the water that's used to grow it or to rinse the uh, fruits and vegetables after they're harvested contains the bacteria. So more icky stuff. Okay, let's get into viruses. All right. Well, the first one is rotavirus. Rotaviruses generally cause mild gastrointestinal symptoms. Infants and children, as you can probably imagine, are at the most risk for potentially serious illnesses that result from complications of mm-hmm. this, and including fatal. It could be fatal. Right. All right. And there, there's a rotavirus vaccine that has been given to children in the U.S. since 2006. Since then, the incidence of rotavirus nationwide has decreased, which is good. Right. But so vaccines do work, people. Yeah. All right, so uh, the most contamination, again, uh, most contamination with rotavirus is through poor hygiene. So 
guess what? Not <laughs> washing your hands. After the call going to action to the today is to go wash, wash your, your hands. hands. <laughs> um, not, so not washing your hands after you go to the rest, the restroom. And, you know, I just, that just grosses me out so much when you're in the restroom in a public place and somebody comes out of the stall and they just walk right by you. Yep. And you're at the sink scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. And then there they go. And like, oh my God. There was a fo- uh, post on Facebook that somebody had, had said, what was the one thing that you, would make you stop dating somebody if you liked him a lot? And, I, and a lot of people, including me, said not washing their hands. Yeah, yeah that would <laughs> I do told it. Larissa, I said, when we went out the first time, it's a good thing I heard that water running That's after you. That's right. That's <laughs> right. you came out of the restroom. That's right. In fact, we went just a little small, short here, side story here. The first time I met uh, Vicky's family, it was Easter. And we went over to your mom's, right? It was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, when she and Bet still lived over the old mm-hmm. house. And we went over there and we drove up. She was parking the car. We got out. She said, all right, now, the first thing you need to do when you go in, you're going to meet my mom and you're going to ask her where the restroom is because you need to wash your hands. <laughs> you say, can I use your restroom? I need to wash my hands. So I did, there, and I was in. Yeah, there might be a bit of neurosis. On some- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it, it, my family do, is very uh, OCD when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. I am on the a spectrum that's not as much, well, but uh, I'm I'm not at the extreme either. You know that yeah. my brother was on the extreme. That's for a while. true. He's gotten that's over true. a lot of that, but still. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I win. I, I did it. She I did, did and job. she was in. I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah. So back to back to rotavirus. Now back to the show. Right. All right. So without good hand washing hygiene, anything that an infected person touches after going to the restroom can become infected. So doorknobs, food, other people, uh, you know, I can just imagine someone not washing their hands and then going up and, and putting their hands on somebody's face, you know, and just, oh. Uh. So I'm going to say something. Um, um, it's not really, it is tied to what you just said, mm-hmm. but just again, why my family opens doors in public mm-hmm. with their shirts <laughs> <laughs> i do too yep and that's a, a big reason why a lot of restrooms now mm-hmm. keep a trash can right by the door because they know people mm-hmm. use and wisely yeah. use a, t- a tissue or something to open the right, restroom doors towel. because maybe you washed your hands but maybe the person right before you didn't right they also have those foot poles mm-hmm. oh that's the even now. that's that's awesome yeah, except with open toe house. shoes, I guess it wouldn't work very well. Uh, all right, so then also um, food that is prepared by an infected person is infected. So if that food is not cooked, then to destroy the virus, then the illness is passed on to the person who eats it. So now this is especially true with salads, raw vegetables and fruits, you know, things like that. Anything that's that's not going to be cooked. All right, so norovirus. Norovirus is the leading cause of illness from contaminated food or water in the U.S. And I have never heard of that. Yes, you have. You just don't realize it. So, mm-hmm. you know, when everybody on a carnival cruise ship gets deathly ill. Oh, okay. That's that. That's ah, that. Yeah. Interesting. So norovirus, uh, there's, it's a group of, of them, but they're just collectively known as norovirus. So they're easily transmitted. They're hard to kill. Uh, uh, transmission can occur again multiple ways so food and water person to person uh, contact with environmental surfaces on which the virus is present so countertops doorknobs you know anything like that so you can imagine that with all of these ways to 
to um, pass it along that any place that's uh, enclosed and there's a lot of people and nursing homes, daycares, and they're all drunk and nobody's washing their hands. Not at the nursing home or the daycare, but dorms. Yeah, so dorms, (laughs) yeah, prisons. Uh, nursing homes, cruise ships, cruise mm-hmm. ships. So when you see those, uh, you know, 500 people sickened on Carnival cruise lines, I'm sorry, I'm picking on Carnival because that's the only one I can think of. Um, but uh, I'll have to add a disclaimer here now. Yeah, we don't hate Carnival. I don't like cruises, but we don't hate Carnival. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's what that is. All right, so how can you minimize your risk of developing foodborne illness? Don't eat food and never leave the house. <laughs> and and live with your hands underneath the... Uh, water. The water, right? right. Bleach now, your hands. Well, we did talk about washing your hands, mm-hmm. before, especially before handling raw vegetables or any really anything you're going to eat, I would say, but especially raw vegetables. Mm-hmm. Wash the vegetables under fast running water before consuming them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say even wash your hands before handling and right after handling that's a good point that's a good point because you could have Mm -hmm. you could still have some and then contaminate something else right it makes me think about all the times when i was a little kid and i thought i was being sneaky by eating raw grapes in the grocery store now (laughs) the joke was on me (laughs) you're Uh, just a bacteria laden little tot weren't you i guess so all right so uh use separate counters and cutting boards for meat fish, vegetables, and, and, you know, other produce to avoid cross-contamination. I think that you mentioned cross-contamination uh, earlier. So that's basically where you use a cutting board for meat and then you plop your onions down on, to, on it and you cut raw onions and you put them in a salad or something. And, you know, then you've got raw meat bacteria all on your onions. All right. And when you're buying produce, and this, this next point kind of made me feel a little bit better about being so picky about the fruit and vegetables I was bringing home, even though I didn't understand why. But my mom, on the OCD scale, of course, but <laughs> she she taught me how to pick, you know, certain fruits and vegetables. Always examine before purchasing and choose products that appear clean and free of punctures or scrapes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing, too. A lot of times it's just, ah, it's a little scrape. Ah, it's a little, you know, and if, if the skin is pierced, chances are, and we were just talking about it, even right. as, if it's an apple, uh, you know, the bacteria could have already gone in there right. and is feeding on the sugars in there, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, you also want to thoroughly scrub vegetables that have firm skin. So things like cucumber, zucchini, butternut squash, uh, I, even potatoes, anything like that, that has a, a firm skin that can withstand, you know, kind of scrubbing. Uh, scrub it. This next point is something that makes complete sense, and I wonder why I haven't been doing it, but uh, use a clean paper towel to dry freshly washed produce before cutting. I think a lot of times I just... your hand towel. Well, no, or my... Yeah, your t-shirt. Oh, your shirt. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wasn't doing that, but a lot of times if I was just like, let's just say an apple, I'd wash it and then bring it over to the cutting board and just cut it, right? Not necessarily to dry it. So you're not wiping anything off. You're not wiping it off, right? That Mm -hmm. makes complete sense. Right, and then the last tip... If possible, uh, try to purchase your raw vegetables and fruits from a local organic farmer. So someone who you hopefully will, you know, have a little more confidence in than the grocer, uh, you know, in the big plants. That, well, a lot of that, times, yeah, you just don't know where yeah, it's coming from. Exactly. So. Okay, well, that does it for our main topic. I know this was very educational for me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this was educational for you all as well. And now I never ever want to 
eat or go anywhere to any restaurant or anything ever because <laughs> you just don't know what's going on back there well but it's no, easy I mean, to see gotta... well you know and you patronize the ones that you know and you here and i'm sure a lot of places they have uh blue plate awards and mm-hmm. things for people that get uh, for restaurants that have outstanding mm-hmm. health scores and stuff like that so right. it is important and especially with yelp out there now and right there's a lot of resources we can do to investigate the restaurants we eat at and to that's see if why it's important issues. to actually leave reviews too and not yeah. just read or report reviews. if you get sick exactly because that's the other thing that can uh, alert the uh health authorities right appropriately right All right, are we ready to get in the recipe of the week? Sure. All right, so uh, this recipe was suggested in the Peas and Carrots uh, group by Janet Lees. And since, you know, in the group, if you're in the group, you'll probably recognize uh, that lately there's been an awful lot of avocado talk going around. (laughs) Taunting. Avocado taunting, I would say. Yeah, for me, yeah. (laughs) No, but for, for some reason, there's just been an awful lot of avocado stuff uh, there's hashtag team avocado going on in our group (laughs) yeah that that apparently or there was a team cilantro too yeah and then mine is hashtag yuck (laughs) for both of those Uh, but anyway so janet suggested this uh, recipe and i thought it would appeal to all of you freaky avocado people uh so this is a recipe for panko baked avocado tacos is there any possible way we could have this for dinner tonight I can't anyways. Uh, we don't have any avocados. Uh, I think I have one. It's probably black on the inside. Uh, I can, <laughs> that's the, my only struggle with this fruit that I love so much is that I, there's such a short window. I think it's a three hour window. Three hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's my only challenge with this. I can never, it, it seems like I go from, oh, it's not ready yet to it's gone. You know, so yeah. All right. Well, all right. hopefully well, soon because it looked amazing. All right. And Janet's note was uh, that when she made them, she double breaded the avocados. Yes. So extra breading. Yes. That sounds like something I would completely like. So, of course, we will have a link. This is from the minimalistbaker.com, which is mm-hmm. another one of our favorite sites. And we will have a link in the show notes. Right. All right. And uh, we also have a product that we want to talk about today. You want to talk about it, Larissa? Sure. So I thought this was just fun. Uh, So recently in the peas and carrots, uh, Liz Patton posted a photo of her dinner and it was yummy and looking and it had a side of fresh strawberries. And then also in the photo, which I thought was adorable, was uh, her nifty little gadget for the strawberries, a strawberry huller. Now, anybody who knows anything about strawberries or, or hullers or anything knows that you don't need it, right? It's totally unnecessary. I use a knife. You can eat strawberries without taking out the little core in the middle. It's perfectly fine. Or um, you can eat it. Yeah, I eat. Yeah, just, you, I just eat it. Yeah, and I do that too sometimes. I mean, if I just grab a strawberry, you know, I, I don't get a knife and cut the top off and blah blah blah. But so you don't need this thing. Wait, you don't eat the top though. <laughs> no, you don't eat the top. You can throw it in smoothies though. Yeah, no, I'm just saying when you said you popped it, I no, I was like, no. I just, just to clarify, she doesn't just pop the whole thing. No, 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 no. I did know a professor one time who ate entire apples. 
I know you he told me that and core. you said your class was fascinated by watching I, I was him. in a meeting with him a lunch meeting one time and I watched him eat an entire apple and, and that's I was actually not good for you because the seeds are have arsenic yeah, or something I was yeah. absolutely riveted I could I have no idea what that brown bag was about because <laughs> I was just fascinated watching Reynolds eat an apple anyway uh so yeah you don't need this um but sometimes, you know, it's just the little things, you know, and this is just a little, a little thing. It's, it's a couple inches, a few inches long, and it's so cute, and it, it's red and green and chrome, and it, they're not expensive. Treat yourself. And sometimes it's just nice to have just something yeah. like that, you yeah. know, uh, and there are lots of different kinds. I mean, this is the one that she had, I just think is adorable. But um, here I am gushing about strawberry hullers like <laughs> other women gush about shoes or, or you know, it's puppy a, dogs. It's or, adorbs. It's totes adorbs, as the kids say. I think we're, yeah, I think the kids like 10 years ago said that. I think you and I uh, are behind the times so. now. I know, I know, whatever. Uh, but anyway, so uh, there are lots of different ones. Um, so I will link... In the show notes of this episode, that's uh, vegetarianzen.com forward slash 254. I'll link to an Amazon search result for uh, strawberry hullers. So you can click on the link and it'll take you to Amazon. It's an affiliate link. It won't cost you anything to click through that link or you know anything you purchase through there. There's no extra cost to you, but it does kick us back a few cents for referring you to buy a product from there. And um, I'll put that in the, in the show notes. And then P.S., uh, some of the strawberry hullers can also be used to core tomatoes. Oh, cool. Cool. So, double duty. All right. The question this week, what precautions do you take when you are cooking or selecting vegetables or fruits to help prevent or minimize your risk of exposure to foodborne illnesses? We'd love to know if there's something that you do that we didn't mention today Please share. Or do you just throw caution to the wind and eat unwashed grapes in the grocery store? Exactly. We'd like to we'd like to know if you head out to vegetarianzen.com forward slash two fifty-four, you can leave a comment for us there in the show notes, or you can head out to our public facing Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarian zen. Or why not join the coolest group of why people on not? the planet? Uh, what up, peas and carrots? I'm talking to you at facebook.com <laughs> forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen. <laughs> Thank you. I just drew a blank. You know why? I just saw our cat. We have one cat that we only see like once every six months. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy. Iggy. She's so funny. She just, and I, I just had an Iggy sighting. It's like Bigfoot. You know, you don't, you don't move. You don't make any sudden movements or whatever. Don't She's call just, any attention. <laughs> So I just uh, like my brain just totally uh, went blank. Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian Zen. You'll be hit up with a couple of questions there. And uh, if you answer those questions, please answer the questions. We will let you in. And we call this a no bully zone. So as our friend who left us the rating. Beck. 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 Uh, Beck as M she said. One, two, three, one. We are very inclusive. We call this a no bully zone. So no matter where you are on your journey, we respect you and we ask you to respect others. Respect. I think respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. All right. Find I out what it means to you. <laughs> I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. 
we've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.